Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelder with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. Chess boxing, floorball, pillow fighting. These are all actual organized sports. They fall under the category of something called niche sports. Recently, SCCG Management released their primer on niche sports called The Growth and Gamification of Niche Sports. And we're going to find out all about these sports when we talk with the founder and CEO of SCCG Management, Stephen Crystal. Where do niche sports fall into the sports landscape? And hey, can we actually place bets on these sports? Steve is going to tell us all about this interesting category of sports. When we come back, we're talking niche sports. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Hey, this is Dave Weishuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of November 20th, 2023. New York Mets owner Steve Cohen revealed a plan for a casino near City Field in Queens, New York. According to reports, the $8 billion project will develop 50 acres around the ballpark and will include a hard rock hotel and casino and a sports book. At this time, it's only a proposal and will require approval from the state legislature and governor. The San Francisco 49ers became the first NFL team to partner with an international casino brand. The 49ers announced a multi-year partnership with Foliati Casinos, which is a Mexican-based casino brand that operates casinos in locations like Monterey and Guadalajara. Foliati will be presenting partner of the team's free-to-play Lucky 6 game where fans can win official team merchandise and gaming credits. And finally, fans of the Wheel of Fortune should get on over to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Sacramento at Fire Mountain. Wheel of Fortune Live, which is a live stage show, is probably the only way fans can experience Wheel of Fortune in person outside of the Sony Picture Studio. Hard Rock Sacramento will host two shows on December 3rd, one at 3 p.m. and the other at 7 p.m. Fans of the Wheel should check it out. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HSC Radio. You're listening to House of Cards. And in Baccarat, boo, 20 carats, seven card stud, blackjack, and craps too. <laughs> I'm just a fool for gambling.
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. I'm always excited to talk to our next guest because he's always working on the most interesting projects. And SCCG Management has done it again with the report on niche sports entitled Primer on the Growth and Gamification of Niche Sports. SCCG always seems like it's on the cutting edge of the gaming industry, and we're going to find out all about it because on the line, fresh from the SBC conference in Barcelona and G2E in Vegas, we have the CEO and founder of SCCG Management, Stephen Crystal. Stephen, welcome back to the show. Great to be with you, Dave. Oh, it's always great to have you. I mean, now, now anyone who works in the gaming industry knows SCCG management. It's an incredible source of information. I, and I told you off air, I'm part of a couple of panels at the Casino Esport Conference in November in Atlantic City. And your primer on esports and gambling that you recently released is an amazing source of information for me. So I, I actually personally want to thank you for putting that one out. But for people who don't know, tell us something about SCCG management. Sure, Dave. Um, SCCG is uh, the largest global uh, advisory firm advising over 150 B2B and B2C uh, brands within iGaming, sports betting, esports, skill-based gaming, on and on. Uh, we, we reach um, 11 global markets through our regional offices throughout the globe, including emerging markets like Brazil, India, even in Dubai. Um, and so we're connecting our, our suppliers, our brands with operators and platforms and media brands around the globe. Um, and, and it's a very unique ecosystem that we've created. Now, as I've said in the intro, you just got back from the SBC conference in Barcelona and G2E in Vegas. Now, now I've known you for a while, and I've seen you at conferences, and you are in your element in these conferences because you're just a ball of energy, and you talk to everyone, and you get all the trends, and you, you talk to everyone who is important in the gaming industry. Now, from attending these important conferences and from talking to everyone, what do you see as some of the big issues that face the gaming industry in the coming months and the coming year? And what are some of the important trends we should be looking out for? Look, there's really uh, there's really uh, two overarching trends, and and um, and that is either the movement towards more and more regulation, like we're seeing in 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 particular in the UK, and when that happens, it causes a lot of the fringe players in a market to leave the market. Mm -hmm. And the question is, where do they go? And where they go are to the emerging market. So the two overarching uh, themes is uh, regulation or overregulation and what that entails for the industry. And then the second is the movement towards emerging markets where there is either no regulation or less regulation and what does that entail, both in terms of brands, in terms of offerings and technology? And so uh, we have to kind of navigate, you know, we come from America and uh, where there is significant regulation um, and we're in the beginning stages of a movement to uh, digital gaming with sports and on gaming. Um, and the question is, well, where will regulation go? But I, we also have to work in a world like in Brazil, which will be newly regulated, moving from the gray. The, uh, LATAM, which is lightly regulated in most places, except like, a, let's say, a Peru, which just ad adopted regulation. So it's really about understanding the ebb and flow between 
regulated markets, overregulated markets, and lightly or no, not regulated markets. Now, speaking of big issues that will certainly be a part of the gaming industry is the prevalence of niche sports. And SCCG Management just released their primer on niche sports and its place in the gaming and sports betting industries. Just so people understand what we're talking about when we say niche sports, what kind of sports are we referring to? I think I think actually COVID um, put a spotlight on the potential of niche sports because mm-hmm. um, during COVID, it was really niche sports that were able to break through, like like uh, ping pong or table tennis, yeah. uh, American cornhole or cornhole. Uh, these were sports that could be broadcast and streamed. They could occur even during COVID. They could occur twenty four seven. Uh, they could be broadcast internationally. Even esports saw a huge rise during uh, COVID. So the notion is that uh, that content is king. We know that in Europe and in Latam, uh, Brazil, and other places around the world, soccer or football dominates. Yeah. We know that in America, our version football dominates. Mm-hmm. These are the predominant sports, and they occur at a certain time. But there's lots of time when we don't have these dominant sports playing that betters, punters, want to consume content. And so we've always had different sports, whether it's snooker or uh, whether it's, um, you know, Olympics when it comes or, you know, things that occur, you know, at different times or infrequently they can create compelling betting content. Uh, more recently, we've seen the proliferation of, uh, and we, we participate in a few, but we, we, we're backing right now, uh, pro, you know, professional pillow fighting. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, we're backing, uh, we backed, um, Northwoods League, which is semi pro baseball. We backed AUDL, which is frisbee football. Um, you know, we are, we're backing versus FC, which is MMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, my point, my point being, these are these th- these sports, these niche sports are very compelling. There's they're able to be gamified not only as sports betting products, but as virtual products, as crash games or slot products. In other words, the type of a monetization that can can be uh, garnered from this content is significant. The importance of it is is that you have a dedicated community, a niche community that is passionate about this content, and they're engaged. This is the key. So you can micro-target to an engaged audience with the right content, and you can basically provide the entertainment that comes in the form of, of wagering and gamification. So this is the thesis and theory and practice and reality behind the focus on niche sports. When we're talking about niche sports, how important is it to differentiate the regional differences when discussing what falls under the term niche sports? I mean, for example, you just got back from Spain. I would think they have a different idea than the United States would have of what is considered a niche sport. When it comes to niche sports, will we see a big difference around the world when we talk about the gamification of niche sports? Yes. I mean, in Europe or India, where, where we've traveled not too long ago, the sport that seems to be, the niche sport that seems to be on the rise is Padel, P-A-D-E-L, Padel. Mm-hmm. 
In the U.S., it's pickleball. It's pickleball. Yeah. Um, now, now there is pickleball around the world, and there's padel around the world, but in, in the U.S., pickleball seems to be the rage, and in the rest of the world, padel seems to be the rage, and both of them have you know professional structures that have come together to produce content. So yes, there is there is it, there's not a universality uh, to the niche sports in the sense that. Some are regional, regional. Some are localized, but um, there are characteristics that are universal, mm-hmm. and that is having dedicated communities, having a professional level and an amateur level. In other words, if it's a sport that uh, people can play, I went. I went recently to Smash Ball, which is uh, trampoline. Yeah, I know what meets, that is. Yeah, meets basketball, meets football. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't for me. Per se, but um, I saw you know two thousand people pack an arena at the in Vegas at the Thomas and Mack Center, um, and the truth is you know you could go to recreational clubs, uh, rec centers around around the U.S. and you could find smash ball courts. So if if it, if the niche sport can translate into popular culture and be accessible to amateurs to mm-hmm. fans, then it has even more ability to transcend and become something that can be uh, gamified or wagered upon. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. For more than 30 years, SCCG Management has set a standard of excellence unmatched in the global gaming industry. From startups to established companies, SCCG Management and its team of experienced leaders help each of their clients navigate the ever-changing, fast-moving business of gaming in all its forms. Sports betting, iGaming, eSports, casino technology, SCCG Management provides a global network to connect its clients with the right strategic partners for growth on a global scale. SCCG also works with entrepreneurs, providing capital and resources to assist in the development of new and innovative products and platforms. Whether you're looking to enter the U.S. market, expand your reach to other parts of the world, or establish your business in the global gaming industry, look to SCCG Management for the guidance you need. SCCGmanagement.com, expert solutions for strategic success. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. 
You're listening to House of Cards. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. No. Five to one. No. Ten to one. You're on. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishato with you. House of Cards is brought to you by BetMGM Casino. Play your favorite casino games at BetMGM Online Casino. Slots, table games, live dealer games, everything you love about Atlantic City and Vegas, all online at BetMGM. Go to BetMGM Casino, create an account using our promo code TURNPIKE, and become a verified player. New players get $25 free when signing up, plus a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code TURNPIKE at BetMGM.com for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus $25 free. Must be 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Stephen Crystal, founder and CEO of SCCG Management. I'm glad you mentioned pickleball because I am seeing that everywhere. And is that the dream of every niche sports to be the next pickleball? I mean, can other niche sports learn from what the organizers of pickleball leagues are doing with regard to growth and gamification of the sport? Because it it has just exploded. Look, right now, I think everyone is trying uh, to explore alternative revenue models. Mm -hmm. So if you're an emerging niche sport, uh, we've worked with uh, MASL, which was indoor soccer. We've worked with a lot of them. I mentioned AUDL, Frisbee football. I mean, basically, you start out with the traditional model, which is you have franchises, you have sponsors, you have uh, streaming rights, you try to integrate your data feeds into sports books. You try to create um, video games or metaverse games or NFTs. I mean, it's like if you're trying to create a new sport, you're going to look at all revenue streams, and therefore you see the intersection between niche sports and gamification and gambling. Now, it's it, it, how many of these niche sports will make it? I mean, how many times did XFL come and leave? Yeah. Okay, maybe maybe now it's uh, it's here to stay. But my point is, it's not easy uh, to become you know a major sport for sure. I mean, we pretty much have uh, basketball and football speaking for seventy seventy five percent of the entire sports betting market in the U.S. Uh, that would make tennis and golf a niche sport. But in the the U.K., uh, tennis and golf is a much more major sport that people wager on. So. Um, in fact, uh, yeah, in fact, they've broken it down so that you, you could have more wagered on a tennis point during Wimbledon than an entire NFL Sunday. Um, my point being that it's, um, it's hard to break into that category, but when you consider the fact there's 24 hours in a day, and if you could provide content 24-7, 365, and you could target an audience or engage an audience, uh, it doesn't cost as much to bring pickleball to you know, to a streamed yeah. uh, site as compared to an NFL game. The production cost is lower. There's more events. They can happen at times that are more available for people who are not watching the major sports. So it's the flexibility. It's the targeting. 
um, this is the value of niche sports. Well, let me ask you about streaming. I mean, last time we talked was about esports, and we discussed how important social media and the streaming platforms are for the growth of esports. How dependent are niche sports on the streaming platforms and the social media platform for growth of the sport? Because let's be honest, a lot of these sports don't have media contracts or don't have big media contracts. How dependent are these niche sports on streaming platforms and social media? Well, look, if you look at an e- like an ESPN, which has, mm-hmm. I think, 27 channels, <laughs> yeah. um, they have quite a few. I mean, it used to be that was what was coveted, right, getting a major network deal. I know I remember Amer- American Cornhole League mm-hmm. had deals with NBC and Fox um, because there was absolutely nothing for people to do during COVID. Um, but the truth is there are so many channels, uh, including the services like Amazon or Hulu, or Fubo. I mean, you go down the list of all the different channels that package up content. Um, so, and and it, so, my view would be that there's no shortage of channels with which to broadcast um, niche sports. Um, everyone hopes for the holy grail, like like uh, professional pillow fighting. PFC was featured on ESPN Ocho. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened to get as many viewers as cornhole. So, and cornhole, you know, definitely is at a peak. So that just shows you the power of, uh, of something unique like pillow fighting. Uh, now these are real athletes, uh, usually former UFC style or MMA style athletes. And so it's not like it's, it's, uh, it's, it is a sport and it is athletic, but it's, it's a novelty. It's, it starts out as a novelty until you create circuits and international distribution and broadcasts. In other words, you have to fill out all of the potential streams uh, or access or distribution points, and um, there are many more distribution points now than there used to be. So that's the good news for content uh, providers. You know, I've always said I love the way sports nowadays are embracing modern technology. I'm talking about things like NFTs and cryptocurrency. And I'm I'm curious what you think will be these niche sports relationship with the new technology that is becoming involved in the sports industry. I mean, niche sports will be new to a lot of people. Will these sports be utilizing the new technology that is out there in the sports industry? I just wrote an article today in our newsletter that goes out to 50,000 influencers in the gaming industry every week worldwide and the article was called uh, democratization of sports and it's about the use of technology to link athletes with direct directly with their fans so that in my view what i'm betting on for the future is that technology which includes a lot of what you mentioned and more will take the, the, the structures that we think of, franchises and uh, owners and, you know, um, mega promoters, it will diminish the importance of those figures and it will increase the importance of the fan to interact directly with the athlete who is providing the economics into the system to make it all work so that we can have a situation where it's the fans that are determining who they want to see, what they want to see. Uh, it's the fans who are benefiting more than the, the rest of the infrastructure. Now, this is a, a little bit of a vision, and it's a little bit of a thesis, 
But I think we're seeing in many ways every day increasingly how fans can flex their muscle through social media to influence the outcome of many things. And it should be the same with respect to sports since people spend so much time, uh, consume so much of their time uh, following sports and being passionate about it. One thing that drives the success of a sport are sponsorships or endorsement deals. Where do you see niche sports fitting in with that issue? I mean, will a sport need to have a certain level of popularity before sponsorships start, or do you think sponsorships are necessary first in order for the sport to grow? I, I know it's kind of a chicken and the egg kind of a scenario. What should come first, growth and popularity or sponsorships in order to grow popularity? Look, we still see the mega deals, uh, people paying tens of millions of dollars to put their name, Caesars Superdome or Allegiant Stadium uh, for the Raiders here in Vegas. Uh, um, I've negotiated lots of deals for Betfred Sportsbook with the Vegas Golden Knights and the, the Denver Broncos. I, I think sponsorship has been the main source of revenue for decades. But my feeling is that its importance with because of social media and influencers and what I've talked about in terms of the democratization of sports, using technology to put the fans more in synergy with the athletes, I think you're going to see traditional sponsorship become less important mm -hmm. in the future. And what's going to become more important is the use of technology to micro-target interested communities, passionate communities, uh, who will spend their dollars to participate as a spectator or a fan supporting sport. Mm -hmm. And so I think the paradigm is going to change and is changing. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Some people like knocking boots. How to do? While others get lucky. And some just get it on. No matter how you do it or what you call it, Adam and Eve makes your whoopee hot with 50% off almost any one sexy item. Just enter offer code BOOTS2 at checkout and get 50% off plus 10 free gifts, including free shipping. First, get busy with a gift for you. Shake the sheets with something exciting for them and hit a home run with a third item you'll both enjoy. Sounds like someone hit the sweet spot. Plus six free bonus gifts that'll make you say, about chicka wow wow Adam and Eve is tapping that offer. Oh yeah. With 50% off and 10 free gifts, including free shipping. Use offer code BOOTS2 at adamandeve.com now. That's offer code BOOTS2. Boots 2. Boots 2 at adamandeve.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. Is is that good? Do, do I want that? Oh, yeah. You want that. Well, fantastic then.
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Stephen Crystal, founder and CEO of SCCG Management. Now, you mentioned sports betting, and nowadays everyone's betting on everything. When we talk about growth of a sport, a great way to grow a sport is getting a jurisdiction to allow betting on that sport. And there's a lot of betting on non-traditional sports out there. I mean, the fifth most bet on sport in Colorado is table tennis. People bet on darts. I put money on the Nathan's hot dog eating contest on the 4th of July. I'm curious, when niche sports have to approach regulators in order to get approval for betting, what type of challenges do these sports face when they present themselves to regulators? Surprisingly, uh, the the barriers of entry are pretty low. Really? Um, for sports, I mean, you have to have something that's deemed to be a professional sport, and there's certain criteria uh, that can be met there. You have to show that there's integrity, either through the officiating or the judging or through the outcome verification. So the test that has to be met can be met by a large array of different niche sports, and and a large array of niche sports have been approved state by state. Mm-hmm. Um, many of the sports uh, as a standalone don't move the needle, but um, the major sportsbook companies like the DraftKings and the FanDuel's and the MGM's and Caesars of the world, again, they like to use the niche sports as engaging content, pe- mm-hmm. bringing people in into the portal at a time when they would not normally be experiencing a more traditional sport. So it's about basically think of it like a cable channel who's providing 24 7 365 programming you need to have something to fill your 2 a.m to 3 a.m slot think of it that way mm-hmm. you know that that was my first thing when i thought of i mean what is in the mind of the regulators and my question was how much do regulators look at the history behind the sport? I mean, lacrosse and rugby are organized sports, and a lot of high schools and colleges even have professional leagues. Hurling is an Olympic sport. Then we talk about chess, boxing, or floorball, which you mentioned in the report, which doesn't have that long a tradition of organized play. I I, I was just curious how much of a difference that will make to a regulator when they make their determination that betting on a sport will be allowed. Well, Look, what I would say is the regulators uh, are implementing rules and criteria. I don't need to tell you I'm a reform lawyer. Lawyers are pretty good at fitting most things into checklists and meeting criteria. So I would say it's not so simple that any anything that you could come up with would meet the test. It has to be organized. It has to have rules and methodology of integrity and ensuring the result. Um, it has to be something that is uh, conducted in a, in a format that's uh, accessible um, to the public. I mean, it, ha- it has to have known rules and rules that are officiated. I mean, these are just basic requirements that are we are second nature to us when we look at an organized sport like football or basketball. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, sport is in the eye of the beholder. Um, who, who are you to say? There's a passionate audience who likes to see uh, people throw a frisbee down down a in essence a, a football field, mm-hmm. and the artistic nature with which they are throwing and catching and maneuvering. It's almost like ballet meets uh, fo- meets football meets frisbee. Uh, who's to say that's a sport or not a sport? It's in the eye of the beholder, and so 
I, I, I like the fact that we're allowing this now. The first time there's an abuse, the first time that there's uh, something that is a, there's a scandal mm-hmm. uh, is when regulators will p- uh, potentially tighten up that definition. So it's like anything. If it's abused, it will be restricted. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. A, a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed Matt Holt from U.S. Integrity, who's doing amazing things in the industry. And at that time, they just did a deal with a sport called World Long Drive. And one of the things that the organizers of World Long Drive said that we did this deal in order to become a bet on sport, which would in turn grow our sport. So if a niche sport is interested in entering the betting marketplace, how important is it to make a deal with a entity like U.S. Integrity to show regulators that they have a structure in place in order to move forward into the betting market? Look, what I would say, if I take one step back, I don't believe a sport sh- should come into existence only for the purpose of accessing betting so that betting can fuel the sport because uh, in most cases betting will not materially create revenue sufficient to fuel the sport. So I think the premise is wrong, Mm -hmm. but I think it is the source of revenue um, and one of many sources. And if you're going to go down that path, obviously – organizations like Matt's, um, you know, he's at the top of the business in what he does. Um, and there are others obviously who assist different, different sports, uh, organizations to go through the same process. Um, you know, you've got a Maserati and sometimes people will use the Chevy. So it's, (laughs) that's what I would say about those types of organizations. They're definitely necessary. They definitely perform a service. They definitely facilitate more content coming in. But what I would challenge is the notion that sports betting alone for a niche sport will propel them necessarily into the next level. It could be a good addition. It could be a catalyst in the beginning, but it isn't uh, a panacea. It isn't going to solve every issue associated with whether a sport succeeds or not. Where do you think the issue of betting on niche sports is going? In the coming years, will we see more states allow more non-traditional betting markets in this country? And are there areas in the world that we should be looking to when we're talking about niche sports and the possibility of betting on them? Look, in in the rest of the world, this is always the case. What we talk about in the U.S. is always going to be, at least for now, 10 to 15 to 20 years behind the rest of the world. The things we struggle with in the U.S. are all new within the last five, six, seven years. Um, but what I would say about the U.S. is we'll see more and more and more until there's abuse, and then we'll see less. Um, the U.S. is the U.S. attitude is uh, we're going to give you a lot of latitude. You're going to do it in a fair and just way. And if if you don't regulate yourself, if you don't show responsible behavior, then we're gonna we're gonna come down and and slap your hand and do more. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that's why we have the Matt Holtz integrity, U.S. Integrities, because we have a desire to be proactive so we can avoid any punitive regulation so that we can be innovative. I think one day soon the U.S., notwithstanding its late start, will be the leader in innovation, which is uh, you know why we've built the type of business we have at SECG. Because we we know eventually the U.S., like it does in a lot of areas, will be a leader. 
Because why? We have the market here to drive innovation. We, we have the dollars. And uh, so it should be a very, very exciting ride from, from here on out in the U.S. SCCG Management is doing incredible work in the gaming industry, and you guys always seem to be working on something really interesting and really important for this industry. What can we be looking forward to from SCCG Management in the near future? I, I, I hear you have a new primer out today. We have a new primer out today. What I decided to do was to get some of the younger folks. Uh, we, we really have a big mission at SCCG to support uh, the next generation of leaders and entrepreneurs in, in the in the gambling industry. Uh, we, we sponsored a G2E, which occurred uh, just a few weeks ago. We sponsored the 20 in their 20s award, mm-hmm. which was given to 20 bright, shining men and women who are making a difference in iGaming, sports betting, casinos, esports, etc. Um, so what we tried to do with the Primer was to create a new kind of Bible a new kind of context and overview written from the perspective of the next generation as to what is sports betting all, all about. Because as much as we, as much as we innovate at SECG, as much as I've been driving innovation for decades, I'm preparing in reality to hand that, uh, that legacy of innovation over to the next generation. So almost everything we do now is with an eye towards looking at it from the vantage point of uh, of uh, the folks that will be the future, the folks like my, my own children who are in their 20s, this is the inspiration. And so this primer is meant to look at it from their eyes and to really put um, what we do in a context. So I, I, I'd love to come back and talk about Absolutely. some of the highlights yeah, in the future. Stephen, we're running out of time, but the primer on the growth and gamification of niche sports from SCCG Research is just incredible. Where can people download it and give out the website from SCCG Management so people can find out all the things SCCG Management is doing in the gaming industry? It's easy, sccgmanagement.com, and it will take you into our ecosystem and our research and our weekly newsletter, all the things we're sharing with the gaming industry as to what we think uh, the future is going to be about in our industry. And it's great to be here. Stephen Crystal, CEO and founder of SCCG Management, who just put out the incredible report entitled Primer on the Growth and Gamification of Niche Sports. Thanks for coming on and talking about it. As the sports betting industry grows and more sports enter the sports betting marketplace, it's going to be a huge issue in the coming months and year. Stephen, as always, thanks for coming on. I can't wait to talk to you again because you guys always have amazing projects you're working on. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, Dave. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Beat in the House is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Experience a new way to play daily fantasy sports and esports on Thrive Fantasy. Choose your lineup of over-unders for top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points and win a share of the prize pool. 
Thrive Fantasy has contests for traditional sports, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, and the PGA, as well as eSport titles like Counter-Strike, League of Legends, and Valorant. Visit the Prop Lobby and build your entry of two, three, or four-player predictions. Choose correctly, and you could win big. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today with promo code PIKE, and Thrive Fantasy will match your first deposit of $25 or more up to $250. That's promo code PIKE for a first deposit match up to $250. Come and prop up today with Thrive Fantasy. Terms and conditions apply. Must be at least 18 years old and in the United States to play. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's a casino. People gotta win sometimes. If you'll excuse me, I have a giant, colorful check to deposit. Welcome to another edition of Beating the House. I'm Doug Weishuttle here with Dave Weishuttle. We're going to be crisscrossing the country, sometimes North America, sometimes the world, talking about the latest jackpots in the casino and the lottery industry. If it's $100,000 or more, we will be talking about it on the show. Press releases, info at turnpikesportsradio.com is the the, uh, place where you send all your press releases and communications about these jackpots, getting a lot more each and every week, which is great to see. This week, we're going to start off on the internet, going online. Oh, online casino? Yes, we do. All right. We We do not have a location in physical the universe we have an online casino okay. normally we start off in some kind of casino somewhere okay. or something but right. we're going harris online casino new jersey all right cheryl from cedar grove new jersey was playing the popular mermaids millions slot machine really i said popular because that's what it was said in the press release it's well, the I, popular I, mermaids millions well okay i've never I mean, played this game that might be one of those games where you know it when you see it yes you know because uh, just mermaids, I, I don't, I don't think I played it. I have to maybe admit, if I take a look at it, maybe I don't know. I haven't played on Harris Online Casino in a while, so I'm not even sure if I have an account there. I might have an account there. I don't know. I, I've, I've got so many, many accounts. I've forgotten <laughs> what many accounts, accounts I do I have. I had to take some off my phone because it was just, it was my entire phone was either online poker or online sports betting or online casino. So. Uh, I'm never bored in New Jersey, by the way. You know, no, so it's, no, no. You know, but uh, always have something to do. I've actually noticed my cell phone. Uh, every time it updates, I get a readout of how much more space I have because of the new update for the operating system. Mm-hmm. I just think that's another casino or sports book yeah. to add on to it. But. I had to update a sports book while in another sports book, physical sports book in New Jersey. So I was uh, I was in one sports book. I was trying to bet on another sports book online and I, remember I had to that. update it. Yeah. yeah. So and, and and you know, it's so. one of those things sometimes they update by themselves, sometimes they don't, but yeah, uh, yeah. that one was an actual physical you actually had to physically update it. Yes. Yes, I did. I didn't have to do that for While mine. Sitting on my sitting in another phone. sports book, I was updating another but, but i have to admit i never had to do that on my phone so. which was weird maybe you had some setting on it I that have, was blocking I, it. I have no idea but anyway getting back to the jackpot by the way this is a according to the press release a slot machine or an online slot from 888 okay an 888 slot title mermaids millions all right harris online casino new jersey 75 cent spin wow yes nice Two hundred eighteen thousand two hundred seven dollars. Nice. All right, good. See good. now that I can get behind the like seventy-five that. cents. See, bit. I like that. I like when you're like you just don't bet a lot, but you win a lot. Yes. Then you go thinking, gee, if I just bet a dollar, how much more yeah. would I have won? So you, you go through that in your head. But good for uh, good for Cheryl, right? Got her name right. Yep, yeah. yeah, Cheryl from Cedar Grove, New okay. Jersey. Good. Who was in, according to the press release, 
quote unquote complete disbelief when she won the jackpot. Well, yeah, I, I could imagine. Me too. Yeah. I'd be the same way. So. For a 75 cent spin? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, we're going to go now into the physical world. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking, uh, you know, every at the end of every month, we get news releases from different properties about all the other uh, casinos under their, their brand name. Okay. And what they've given out as jackpots over the past month. We have Arizona Charlie's here. We have Arizona Charlie's Boulder and Decatur uh, talking about uh, releasing how much they gave out in October in terms of jackpots. Okay. Almost $3 million for wow. the two properties. Okay. And that's two, over one month, right? That's one month. All right. Two and a half million from slot jackpots and $428,549 from bingo. Bingo. All right. The highest bingo payout month in 2023. They've had higher months in earlier years, but okay. the 428 grand was the highest payout in uh, this year. You know what I got to check out? You know, there's a podcast for everything out there. I wonder if there's a bingo podcast. <laughs> you know, I, I want to check that out. Well, we're going to stay with a bingo theme here. We've oh, got, well, more we've bingo. Got an, we've got another... Uh, I definitely have to check out if there's a bingo podcast out We there. don't have the breakdown from this press release, but we do have Golden Entertainment talking about their October jackpots. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from the Pahrump Nugget Hotel and Gambling Hall. Okay. Notice it's not a casino. It's a gambling hall. You love that old Nevada I know. style. Yeah, it's, uh, I like that name. Uh, Lakeside Casino and RV Park. Okay. All right. Oh no, I've I've seen a lot of RV Good. parks hey, coming no, up. They I have their that. they just you know people come in with their RVs and park there. They have a park there. And they have the casino. We, we have a neighbor that has an RV. You know, he I think he brings it down to Atlantic City instead of a hotel room. I think yes. they have an RV park and you know right off the boardwalk kind of thing. And so. we have Gold Town Casino. That that's the three properties that we're going to be talking about real mm-hmm. quick here. They gave out in October two million seventy six thousand two hundred eighty nine dollars in total jackpots. And it's a combination of table games, slot jackpots, and bingo again. Wow, wow. Bingo, bingo is big in Nevada. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where maybe you don't a, think about it too much. Maybe it's a Western kind of thing. You it know? might be. Maybe. It you know, might I, be. I, I, we were just down in Atlantic City, and I, I, I couldn't, I, I'm sure they had bingo somewhere, oh, yeah. but I, I, didn't, I didn't, wasn't right in front of me, so I didn't know about it. You, you know, it's one of those things. They don't. I don't see too much bingo in New Jersey. I see a lot more keno in the casinos. Well, Kino's, I know, it's is the only place you can play. Very really. popular in Massachusetts. I know that. Well, I you mean, can play, you, Ma- you can play Massachusetts. You can bars. walk out your, yeah. You won four hundred bucks in a bar, sitting in a bar, sitting just a doing bar. that. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but again, it wasn't even a casino bar. It was a bar. It was a bar. Uh, yeah, you won four hundred bucks in but Kino. It, in New Jersey, you can only do it in the casinos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wonder, can you do it in the sports books, like up in North Jersey? I, you know, I don't know. I don't think so. I, 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 I guess I, you got to have looked. a license. I never for it looked. Or something, Kino so. and bingo. I'm not. I'm not too. You know, up on that. Like I said, I need to find a bingo or a Kino podcast. So uh, <laughs> keep me up to date on this stuff. Well, we'll start working on that. One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got two sets of sports bets to talk about this week. Oh, okay. Hard Rock Bet uh, tweeted out that they have a on the very first day of sports betting in the state. And this is retail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have a chance to check to see whether where this was actual property had this, but uh, right now there's only retail sports betting. Uh, they di- they are launching their online stuff, but that's a whole other issue right now, legally wise. Anyway, mm-hmm. three leg har- hockey parlay. Okay, Sharks money line, which was minus two 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 odds. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh under two and a half goals against the Anaheim. Is it the Mighty Ducks or the Ducks? Did they drop Mighty? I just say Ducks. I I don't even use the word Anaheim. I just say Ducks. At plus 155, and the the Avalanche minus one and a half. I guess that's the puck line. Okay. Uh, 
an $88,000 bet. Oh, my God. Yes, I know. I, that, that's, I, that, I, that I can't do. That's courageous. I, I'd have to build up for that one yeah. along. One, in a cash for, and it worked. Cash for $1,315,489.63. Wow. Great. Yes. So, so congratulations to yeah, the very rock, first right? big winner in Har- in Florida. By the way, we were in Hard Rock's uh, sports book on Monday night for the, what is it, the Jets-Chargers game. I think as soon as we walked in, that's when the Chargers the, get, ran a, a punt back for a touchdown. So, yeah, uh, I, I will always associate Hard Rock now with <laughs> right. that, that play. So. so. Um, but we have now, we're going up to New York State. We have Caesar Sportsbook New York. Mm-hmm. This is a very interesting, it's really two bets we're going to be talking about because the guy doubled down on the same bet. Okay. Um, this was for a, a two-leg Major League Baseball World Series exacta. All right. Uh, he basically picked the two championship teams. Great. Good. Good uh, he, uh, back on April 30th. He did a wow. Two, that's pretty early, huh? Yes, wow. Yes. Good this for this him. is why this is an interesting. Him or uh, her? I don't even know who did this, but you know, good for that. Better. It was a guy. It was okay. a guy because it was in the press release and okay. they had his picture and everything. Oh, okay. So. Well, good for him. Two hundred sixty-five dollar bet on the Diamondbacks to win the National League at plus sixty-five hundred, and the Rangers to win the American League at plus eighteen hundred. Wow. Now that was back on April thirtieth. April, huh? Two hundred eighty-five dollar bet. On May 7th, he doubled down on that $107 bet, D-backs to win the NL, and the Rangers to win AL. Different odds, but... Boy, he saw something or yes. felt something. Good good for him, boy. Those two bets, that's about $400 worth of betting right there. $460,681. Wow. Good for him. See, I I, I don't know if I, I would feel comf- comfortable doing that kind of bet that early, but he... That's great. Paid off. Yeah. Paid off. Good Nostradamus over here. Yeah, you good know? for him. I, I never would have thought the D-backs would be in, uh, win the uh, the NL All, there, my, all so. my futures in baseball were crap. <laughs> you know, I'd say I'd, I'd Yankees and Phillies and Padres, and it's just awful. Yeah. Awful. Awful. And I did that in, what, I don't you know, April? Maybe, no, maybe, yeah, maybe even like March, that. April. I don't know. Well, we now have a long Jersey jackpot segment. All right. This is just about all of October, by the way. Okay. They did. They, right. they released the entire month. Well, I'll, I'll be quiet, and you can go run through it. October 8th, we've got $105,271.03 on DraftKings.com, playing Mercy of the Gods, net end. Okay. Uh, that's actually the off the, the sister game to Divine Fortune. Fun game. Uh, we have two on October 9th, $127,953.26 on TropicanaCasino.com, playing Divine Fortune. Oh, there you go. And one million one hundred nineteen thousand eight hundred ninety six dollars and sixty six cents playing DraftKings crap on the draft DraftKings crap sorry <laughs> DraftKings crap <laughs> okay on DraftKings dot craps uh, October twelfth we've got five on October twelfth this was a big day hundred and- oh you skipped one October tenth. Oh, I'm sorry. October 10th, $175,470 on DraftKings.com, playing another net end game, Parthenon, Quest for Immortality. I, I may have played that. I don't even I know. I have not played that one I don't yet. know. I've I seen it. I don't Never know. played it. Now we're going to October 12th, probably because I was so excited to talk yeah, about what, five how, jackpots. Five jackpots on October. When was October 12th? What the hell is going on It came on after October, October 11th. I know. I got that. So. Um, we have $100,535 on TropicanaCasino.com, playing... GDO Ultimate Fire Link China Street. All right. No idea what that game is. No clue. I'm not up on up on a lot of these Fire Link uh, games yet, but China Street. I guess that's kind of a new one. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. 
Pays uh, off. Yeah. $100,000 on DraftKings.com playing Evolution's Lightning Roulette. You've played that. I, I enjoy that very much. $100,000 at Ocean Casino Resort, the physical location. We were just there. Yes. Playing Game King Poker mm-hmm. from IGT Video Poker. Mm-hmm. $100,000 at Hard Rock Atlantic City, which we were just at. Yeah. Just that. Playing IGT's Double Double Bonus Poker. Mm-hmm. And then $102,860.30 on playmgmcasino.com. That's that's BetMGM, basically. Mm-hmm. Playing Evolutions Tricks and Treats, which I played before Halloween. Which, oh, that was a Halloween theme ho- game? Well, Tricks and Treats. Well, yeah, yeah. okay. Got it. Uh, kind of interesting. Uh, a lot of jack-o'-lanterns, a lot of ghosts flying up and around Makes and all sense. that stuff. Makes sense. October 15th, our second million-dollar winner. We have $1,317,980.51 on DraftKings.com playing DraftKings Blackjack. That's $2 million jackpots on DraftKings.com. Wow. We are not done. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, We have uh, on October, what is it now? Uh, You're on October 16th now. October 16th. We have two on October 16th. $259,550 $259,550 playing DraftKings Digital's Adventures of Doubloon Island. Pirate theme game. Very fun to play. Okay. I've played that several times. Okay. Uh, and now we have our big jackpot here. $3,028,335.94 on BorgataCasino.com playing Bison Fury wow. from GVC. That was an online an casino, online. huh? Wow. Nice. It's also the second $3 million jackpot this year. Wow. Okay. Um, so I've, I've actually never played Bison Fury, but it's another one of those Buffalo games. I, I, I played a Buffalo guy. I don't know what the hell. It's not the aristocrat Buffalo. It's, <laughs> this is GVC. I, there's a picture of a Buffalo yeah. one. I don't know. Going from $3 million down back down to $100,000.20 on October 18th on DraftKings.com again, mm-hmm. playing Williams, Jinjiao, Baoji, Endless Treasures. All right. I've actually seen that both ways, online and retail. Actually, uh, it was all over the place in resorts where we were down there. Mm-hmm. Um, October 19th, we have two. $100,594.75 on Ocean Online Casino. So we have two from Ocean this week, one in brick and mortar, one uh, online, okay. playing Konami's Ocean Spin Kingdom's Treasures. Konami is the video game maker that now is a slot machine maker. Uh, $164,084.45 on play MGM playing NetEnce Mercy of the Gods. I'm sorry, we have three. I have them marked down wrong here. $100,000 at Borgata, the brick-and-mortar location, playing IGT's Red, White, and Blue Wild Star. That's one of those classic three real ones. Okay. Yeah. October 20th. I'm going to try and get through these real quick here. All right, let you go. October 20th, $103,125 on DraftKings.com playing DraftKings Craps again. Wow, nice. That must pay out a lot. Guess, I'm seeing that a lot lately. I guess so. October 21st, $101,770 on HardRockCasino.com, the online site playing Digital's Hyper Gold. That's a fun game to play. If you ever have a chance to play that, that's a good game. Uh, October 22nd, we have two again on this date, 104000 DraftKings Bingo Blackjack on the DraftKings Online Casino, and $101,340 on the MGM Online Casino playing Digital's Gold Blitz. We now have October 23rd, $110,740.43 on the online MGM site, playing Evolution's Bounty Raid, 
which is a very fun game to play. It's a Western theme. Oh, okay. Uh, you got marshals popping up every so often. Okay. You have a bounty hunter that gives you bonus features, all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, October 24th, we have $150,675 on PlayMGM Casino, the online MGM site. DesignWorks Papa Shot Lucky Tap. Okay, I don't know what that is. That's one of those uh, games you just tap the button and just does it automatically. It's like the Jets game that they have oh, for the quarterback okay. Jets game to double yeah, tap. I, I, yeah, they have these games where the Jets quarterback is throwing uh, footballs yep. and you have a Jets kicker. And well, the, the like kicker, kicker game is a little different. you got to control that kicking oh, thing. Okay. It has a little meter on the side, which oh. I prefer the, the quarterback game to that one. There's, oh, okay. no, there's no thought involved in that one. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. October 27th, $200,673.43 on the DraftKings online site playing Capital Gains. And then we have October 28th, $166,427.70 at the brick-and-mortar Borgata playing Aristocrats Dragon Cash. First time we're mentioning Aristocrat this week. Oh, okay. And just as a summary, through October 31st, I'm looking at my notes here, the state of New Jersey, 1,400 jackpots totaling $142,501,057.06. That's 50000 and above. The DGE, the Division of Gaming Enforcement, reports 50000 and above. Mm-hmm. We have 15 jackpots of at least $1 million, two $3 million jackpots, and two $2 million jackpots. So this, this is year. from January, January 1st, 1st yes. to October 31st. Yes. Huh? All right. And we've got... Uh, Two lottery stories to hit real quick here. All right. We've got a Virginia woman who has won twice in a week on the Virginia okay. Online Lottery. Jeez. That's amazing. Yes. We have $50,000 being won on Virginia Lottery's Safari Quest online game, which is an online instance, the okay. uh, Safari-themed game, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then a couple days later, and this ended up on Halloween. Okay. She was sitting around a campfire playing the game on her phone wow okay she hit the jackpot of nine hundred and twelve thousand nine hundred and thirty six dollars wow so she won about nine hundred sixty five million it's nine hundred sixty five thousand in a week two times See, 50 that, and then 912 that's what's great about online gaming you can do it anywhere you want you know you're you're you always have your phone with as you. long as you have signal as yeah, as I, I guess he, well, she was sitting around a campfire. It gets a, Didn't say whether or not she was a, actually out in the woods. She could good, have been in the backyard. Oh, okay, I was going to say, that's a good phone plan. Yeah, but I, she could be in her backyard having a camp. It could be around a who, fire pit. Yeah, who knows? For all we know. But yeah. again, around a campfire playing online lottery. Last story of the week, we have the Illinois lottery. We don't talk Illinois lottery too much. This is another online lottery story. Okay. A uh, brand new game was launched uh, not too long ago. It was called, and let me get the name right, the Illinois Super Jackpot Game. Very first weekend this was, game was released, online player won $885,449. Wow. Brand new game. Boy, that's a good debut, huh? That's that's a huge wow. debut. Good for them. And it's a $20 progressive fast play game. You can actually buy it in, at the retail stores and then get the drawing online. Oh, okay. So uh, it was kind of a, a kind of an interesting game. It's both retail and brick and and, uh, and online. So that's uh, Illinois has has uh, very unique games. Great. So, okay. but that's it for this week's uh, beating the house press releases. Keep them coming in. Congratulations to all the winners we talked about on the show and all the winners that are out there. We only do $100,000 or more, so there are a lot more people out there winning money from all the different casinos, the lottery, and the sports books out there. Uh, we didn't have a bad beat jackpot this week. Hopefully we get one soon. Yeah, probably. Um, 
But congratulations to everybody out there. Well, that'll do for us this week. We'll see you next time with House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.